all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Father, we thank you for our offering today. Receive it. Let it go to do your work of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Flip, grab your Bible up. Flip over to uh, Proverbs chapter 6, verse number 2. And if you wouldn't mind standing for me, you read the word. Word is holy. Proverbs 6 and 2. Proverbs 6 and 2. Uh, originally, I was scheduled to preach today, uh, Lovers and Friends, part 2 to sexual healing. But the Lord changed it on the last minute for me. Somebody say amen. The Lord always be doing that, changing the word. <laughs> but that's a good thing. Good to see everybody this morning. Everybody looks wonderful this morning. Look at somebody next to you and say, you look good. Matter of fact, tell the other person, say, I was the best looking thing in here until you showed up. <laughs> amen. Lift your Bible high and say this confession of faith with me. Say, this is my Bible. I choose to receive this word with my spirit and not my mind if I receive it with my mind only this word will be dead to me I don't want death I want life all right open up to Proverbs 6 and 2 just stay standing we're going to read two verses and then you can add your seats Proverbs 6 and 2 hallelujah look at it look at what it says you are snared by the words of your mouth you are taken by the words of your mouth look at somebody and say watch your mouth now, flip over to Proverbs 18.21, just a few pages to your right, 18.21. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Father, speak through me today. I declare that I'm your oracle. I don't want anybody to see me. Father, I just declare that you would move, uh, operate by signs, miracles, and wonders today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Speak now. Give your people direction. Give them guidance. In the name of Christ, we pray. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. You may have your seats. I'm preaching from this subject today called changing tenses. Look at somebody else say change tenses. Now, again, uh, I, I, uh, I was originally going to be preaching uh, Lovers and Friends Part 2 to Sexual Healing. I am going to do Part 2 to Sexual Healing. How many people were looking forward to that? How many people are still looking forward for them today? Amen. It's going to bless your life. Actually, I'm writing a book. It will be done in July uh, called Lovers and Friends. Somebody say amen. And so it is the guidebook to how to live, how to, how to live married, how to be married. How to have Christian relationships and dating and those kinds of things. Amen. And next month, I will, I'll be finished with my, I guess it's my second book now. I'll be finished with it. It is called, Who Told You You Were Naked? Amen. Amen. I've been working on that book for the last 
38 years. <laughs> Amen. So we're excited about it. Hallelujah. Now, let's talk about this. The book of Proverbs now is written by Solomon, who was the son of David. He was the richest man to live on earth. He was also the wisest man ever to live on earth. Solomon, unlike a lot of kings, Solomon said, Lord, as opposed to giving me money, I want you to give me wisdom. Because if you give me wisdom, I'll understand how to get wealth. Please understand, it's just like the world today. We don't necessarily need money. We just need favor because if we get favor, money comes with favor. I wish I had somebody to help me right through there. His name comes from the Hebrew word shalom. The name Solomon comes from the Hebrew word shalom, and it means to be complete, and it means to be prosperous. Watch this. God also gave him the name Jedidiah in the Tanakh. Now, to the Tanakh is the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, and the books of the prophet. Now, that name Jedidiah for Solomon means friend of God. Does that make some sense? So not only was Solomon called to be prosperous, and Solomon was called to be wise, and he was a friend of God as well. Somebody say amen. In the Hebrew culture, the name of a child was very critical to the point that a child's future was predicated upon what his or her name was. We're familiar today with people like Jabez, and so that man wrote that book, and then everybody's praying the prayer of Jabez, Lord, enlarge my territory. But the name Jabez literally meant he will cause pain. Watch this. Anybody ever been told that you're going to be just like your daddy or you ain't never going to be nothing? Y'all ain't saying nothing. Please understand this. Aren't you glad the devil is a liar? Worse yet in those situations, worse yet in those situations, you start telling yourself those things and you start agreeing with the negative things that people start saying about you. And so you said, you said when you were growing up, I don't want to be like my daddy or my mama. And then you find yourself as a splitting image. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You vow to be, I'm never going to be like my daddy. And then you the, you the first one. And somebody got to tell you, you are just like your daddy. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the name was very important. In 1 Chronicles chapter 4, the Bible says that Jabez, he was more honorable than his brothers. And so he prayed, Lord, enlarge my territory and keep me from causing pain. He knew what his name meant, but he said, Lord, despite what my name means, I refuse to accept that is my destiny. That's just like a lot of us today, y'all. Despite what our circumstances have been, we have got to decide not to let that affect our destiny. I may have grew up in a bad place, and I may have grew up in a segregated place or whatever that may be, but I ain't got to be like that. I wish I had some folks that were at church today in the name of God. Watch this. Every time you call somebody's name, you are speaking something into them. Every time you speak to somebody, you're speaking something into them. Parents, that's why you got to be careful what you're saying to your children. You've got to encourage them. They can't be stupid and dumb. They can't be that because what's going to happen is you're going to eat the fruit of what you said now. We say things like, oh, it's all, man, you just, oh, you just always messing up. And guess what they're going to do? Always mess up because you will eat the fruit of your lips. Somebody say amen. Please understand this. I got some homework for you. If you're taking notes, you should always come to church with a Bible, a pen, and a pad because you are in school. Somebody say in school. Literally, you are in school. <laughs> Amen. Understand this. Here's your homework assignment. Your homework assignment is to find out what your name means. Research it so that when people call you, you know what they're really saying to you. Does that make some sense? Some people just name their baby stuff and don't research the names. Boomquisha. Y'all don't hear me. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to stop right there. 
Amen. So that's your homework assignment. That's homework assignment number one. Are you with me? Here's the deal. If you find out that your name don't mean something good, then pray just like Jabez did to keep you from mess. Somebody say amen. Watch this. The name is important because Proverbs 6 and 2 says that we are snared by the words of our mouth and that death and life are in the power of the tongue. So that means every time that I call your name, I am speaking something into you or something about you that will manifest. And it may not manifest in you directly, but it will manifest in the way I see you. Please understand, husbands, that's why if you're not calling your wife beautiful and sexy and all of that and a bag of chips, if you're not calling her that, she will become what you are calling her to you. Do you understand what I mean? That's why you got to encourage her. Yeah, maybe it don't match the outfit she got on quite right, but you tell her, baby, that look all right. That look all right. That look good. If I might sop you up with a biscuit, that look all right. You, you got to encourage one another. You got to love one another. You got to speak things that are not as though they were. Somebody say amen. Please understand, names are so important that when God gave Abram and Sarai a promise in Genesis that they were going to have children, they laughed and they doubted God. So you know what the Lord did? He changed their name. Look at somebody say he changed their name. He changed Abram's name to Abraham, and he changed Sarai's name to Sarah. Now, that literally means God in covenant with, or just like Solomon, a friend of God. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So get this. So now, every time Sarah called Abraham's name, she was speaking the promise that God had spoken to them. Do you understand what I'm saying? So now, Abraham, come on in here, boy. I got breakfast ready. She was speaking the promise. Every time he says, Sarah, what you, what you, what, what, where are we going for lunch? And every time he spoke her name, they were speaking the promise. Do you understand what I'm saying today? And after a while, it came to pass. Now, you need to understand this. My assignment today is to help me help you to fix your mouth. Listen to this. I need you to get this. Any negative circumstance or situation Money problems or any stress you've got going on in your life is simply because your mouth hasn't fixed it yet. I wish I wasn't in a Presbyterian church today. <laughs> Somebody said nothing against Presbyterians. Amen. Watch this. You keep praying and waiting on God and God is waiting on you to use the power that he has given you in your mouth. Watch this. Solomon in Proverbs didn't say death and life are in the power of God's word. Now, now, Christians, you know, we say stuff, you know, what well, the Lord, word. please understand, don't get me wrong, the, the power is in God's word. But Solomon didn't say, Sister Breeze, that the power and death and life was in God's word. He said the power was in your tongue. Look at somebody and say, your tongue. Please understand, we are eating the fruit of what we've been speaking. As I've said before, please understand, please understand, I've said this so many times. You are today, this year, because of what you've been speaking last year. When you speak things, and I'm going to give you some very practical ways to fix this today, but please understand, the moment you speak something, it begins to come to pass. Are you with me? I'm going to show it to you today in the Word of God. Uh, the Lord gave me a major correction. That's why he shifted the message, because he said, Son, what you're believing me for, your mouth is contradicting what you're believing. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? He says, so you're talking about I'm believing God for this. I'm believing God for a business. I'm believing God for this. And he said, your mouth is going contrary to what you say you believe. You ever met somebody, you know, that you saw them looking like something, and then all of a sudden they started speaking something else? Okay, let, let, me, get, let me make it real plain. You ever said, you know, man, that's always a nice blue suit you got on there. Oh, no, it ain't blue. It's black. Man, I know my colors. 
This is a black suit. No, Bishop, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what you're talking about. This is, this is a blue suit. Watch this. His mouth, his mouth is contradicting what he knows, to, what he believes, what he's set on. Do you understand what I'm saying? Ever look at somebody and tell them, ever look at somebody and tell them something? Ever look and, and say, listen, listen, um, you know, that makeup probably don't fit you just right. I did Daystar. I do Daystar a lot, y'all. And so one week, normally she gets my makeup good because, you know, I sweat a lot. So normally she got my makeup good. But this particular week, it was a little off. It was a little off, Sister Colleen. It was a little off. I, I looked at the videotape, and I had this, this big old smudge on the side of my face. I said, oh, my, my God, what did she do to me? Why did she do that to me? She know what it looked like because she saw it through the TV cameras. Why did she do that to me? Now watch this. If I would have said, oh no, my makeup was fine. I'm speaking contrary to what I know to be factual. Does that make some sense? Look at this. Look at this. Listen to this. Many times what we call speaking by faith, y'all, I need to get this. It's not faith at all, but it's fear. Please understand. Fear is not the absence of faith. It is the absence of the right information about the future. Let me say that again. Rewind. Fear is not the absence of faith. Because a lot of times you think, well, you're operating in fear. You ain't got no faith. Please understand, faith ain't the deal, baby, because he said if I got faith as a mustard seed. So, so please understand, that's a very little bit. So it's not that I got to have all this, this monstrous faith. Do you understand what I'm saying? Fear is not the absence of faith. It is the absence of the right information about the future. Let me give you an example. That's why in 99 when they were talking about Y2K, Y'all don't hear me? When they were talking about Y2K, because people didn't get the correct information, they feared buying up water and supplies. Y'all don't hear me? Building bunkers underground. Yep. Some of y'all looking because y'all was the ones at the stove getting the water. It's all right. It's all right. You didn't have the right information. But watch this. Because you didn't have the correct information, you feared or may have feared. I went to sleep. <laughs> Me personally, actually, I didn't even, get, I didn't even stay awake to, to see it. I woke up and said, the computer's still working? Well, I'm all right. <laughs> Understand this. So we say a lot of the times when we're speaking by faith, you know, speaking by faith is the new thing today in Christianity. Most times we say things like, God's going to make a way. Anybody ever said that before? I know God will work it out. Or we say something like this. We say something like this. I know it's rough right now, but I know God can do it. Y'all don't hear me? God's about to do some great things in my life. And so we call that faith. How many people, and I'm not here to judge, but how many people you say, Mr., that sounds like faith. That sounds like faith. Watch this. Watch this. Ain't none of that faith. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? Am I in church? Understand this. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. All of those things I just spoke were future tensed. Faith is not futuristic. It is about present. I wish I had somebody that understood what I was saying. Faith is always in the present tense based off of a past event. Now, if it's the evidence of things hoped for, that means there must have been a crime scene to have evidence. I wish I had a church that was with me today. There must have been a crime scene. The crime scene was 2,000 years ago on Calvary when they took a sinless man and crucified him like a criminal. And what was left over at the crime of the scene, scene of the crime, was blood. You don't hear me. 
left over after they beat him and they, and they, and they put the crown of thorns on his head. Please understand, there was a crime scene because he was a criminal. Please understand, don't you let anybody ever tell you that you've done too much that God can't use you. The whole Bible is filled with pimps and tricks and all this kind of stuff. Y'all don't hear me? And murderers and all this kind of stuff. But yet God uses them. Anybody glad he can? I'm just glad he can use me despite the mess I didn't did. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Please understand this. Everything you need was provided in the blood. The DNA that he said, that Jesus said was from the Father. And guess what? Being the kind of man I am, I wanted a paternity test. Y'all don't hear me. I wanted to know who's the daddy. And I want to let you know I got my paternity test results back, and it came back positive. God is my daddy. Look at your neighbor and say, God is my daddy. Watch this. You ought to be excited about that. Maybe your daddy wasn't around in your life, or maybe he didn't encourage you. But you ought to be excited that he ain't the one on the paternity test anyhow. You don't understand what I'm saying. Please understand that when they hit him, he shed blood, and by his stripes, we were already healed. God's going to work it out. Ain't everything going to be okay? That's not faith because we get it the way that we speak it. Would you watch this, watch this, watch this. In other words, he's always about to work it out, but it never gets worked out because the way you spoke it is the way it comes to pass. Let me make it very clear for you. So we say, well, Bishop, how you doing? Oh, I'm just trusting God. God's going to work it out. So that's what you've spoken to the atmosphere. So now what you get back is that he's always about to work it out. You, you don't understand what I'm saying? So it never gets worked out because you never commanded it to get worked out. You only commanded it to the point to where it's about to work. Oh, I wish I had somebody. That you, you, you only commanded it to the point where it's about to happen. It's rough right now. And guess what? You're always going to have it rough right now. Oh, I wish I had somebody that understood what I'm saying. It's always about to happen because your mouth never commands it to manifest. Look at somebody say manifest. My faith is not in the future. My faith is based off of what he did 2,000 years ago. He ain't about to do nothing, y'all, because there's nothing new under the sun. In Genesis, he's resting, and in Matthew, it's finished. In other words, God is saying, your life is on you now. Y'all don't hear me. He said to Peter, thou art Simon Peter, and I give you the keys to the kingdom. Look at somebody say, I got the keys. Please understand, God is waiting on your mouth to fix your situations. I wish I just had two. Or three. Touch two people and say, he's waiting on you. Touch two people and say, he's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. Watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm going to preach. I'll tell you what, we're going to ride today, Tonto. We're going to ride today. Watch this. Faith is not futuristic because futuristic would deny that Calvary has already happened. You don't understand what I'm saying. At Calvary, every prayer was answered. You don't understand what I'm saying. That's for when I pray, it is now. Faith is now. Look at somebody say, it's now. So I speak. So how do you change your speaking, Bishop? So you change it like this. God has already worked it out. You, you, you don't understand what I say. I am already healed. Why? Because it was done for me 2,000 years ago. It just ain't manifested yet. It ain't manifested because your mouth ain't made it manifest. I wish somebody knew what I was talking about. In this Assemblies of God Lutheran Church. I'm going to quit speaking that because we ain't where we are. 
watch this. Watch this. Let me explain to you, God. You know, the Bible says God cannot lie. Now, here's the deal. That ain't true. Let me explain to you why. Because if I said this microphone is black, how many people agree that, Bishop, that's the truth? Now, but if I said this microphone is white, y'all be looking at me like, is he got another mic back there? Which mic is he talking about? The white mic? I don't see no white mic. What is he talking about? Watch this. The reason God can't lie is because what he speaks, it is. So if God says to this microphone, that's a white mic, the, white remote, the microphone becomes white. You, you know what I'm saying? So if God says, if God says that orange, uh, orange foam is green, it becomes what he says. That's why he can't lie. That's why you got to get past this thing where it feels like I'm lying when I speak faith. You ain't lying, baby, because 2,000 years ago he did it. Before the foundation of the earth, the lamb was slain. Do you not understand that before you got here, your provision was already made? I wish I had somebody that knew what I was talking about here today. Understand this. When we pray, we are activating the spirit realm. By the way, that power works for us too. If I look at that mic and say become green, it may not do it right away. It may act like it don't hear me. But you come in here after a few weeks, either it's going to change or I'm going to paint it, one of the two. <laughs> My God, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Bishop, how did you do that? The Lord works in mysterious ways. I don't know. Understand this. When we pray, we are activating the spirit realm to move on our behalf. On earth, we have dominion. Even Jesus said it like this, let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, if God was, if God, if God, if we're waiting on God, then he wouldn't have told us to pray that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because if, watch this, watch this, I need you to get this. I need you to get this. On earth, we run the show. Let me let that settle for a little bit. Maybe you ain't heard that before. Maybe you're like, oh, Lord, is he preaching that prosperity gospel? Yeah. Is he preaching Christians should be blessed? Yeah. Is he preaching Christians shouldn't have to suffer? Yeah. Jesus was poor, so I ain't got to be. So you can take a vow of poverty if you want. I'll pick you up on my way to the store to get some new suits. You don't hear me? You can go shopping with me. Now, don't get me wrong. It ain't all about money. Because that gospel has been, it's been propagated too far now. And so people, all they care about is money now. Money, 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 money. Money, 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 money. Money. It's not all about money. Don't get me wrong. Watch this. Watch this. Genesis 1. God gives the keys of earth to Adam. He says, let us make man in our own image and let them have dominion. Look at somebody and say, Dominion. Dominion means absolute power. It means what I say goes. Parents in your household, you got, well, you should have absolute power. You don't understand what I'm saying. Your kids don't tell you when they coming home. You tell them when they coming home. I get home when I get done. Boy, you better be in this house for them streetlights come on for it be some smoke in the city. Y'all don't hear me. Genesis 1, God gives the keys of the kingdom to Adam. By Genesis 3, he gets evicted. So now Satan has rule over the world system. Through Cain, who was not Adam's son, but a product of Eve and Satan. I don't got time to go there, but I'm going to get there one day. Please understand, to operate in the earth realm, you got to do it through a body. 
you, 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 you got to do it through a body. The Satan just can't appear and say, I'm the devil, I'm here. He can't do that. Let me prove it to you. Because if he did, he would have already done it. And I don't need further proof than that, but to simply say that the scripture, the way the scripture works, why did Jesus have to come in the form of flesh? Because in the earth realm, you got to have a body. Look at somebody and say, you got to have a body. Understand this. So Genesis 1, Adam gets power. Genesis 3, he loses it. Matthew 16, 19, Christ restores the power back to us. And we are to fulfill the assignment in Genesis to have dominion. In other words, it's this thing I've been saying lately. Come to take over. Because Satan has operated here illegally. You don't understand what I'm saying. That's why I can speak to something and command it to change. Because if Satan is working in something in your life, I can speak to it and command it to change because he's here on an illegal visa. He's an illegal alien. I don't know how he crossed over. The gates must not have been electric. I'm being funny, y'all. They'll laugh. Be a good class. Laugh. Matthew 12, 35 through 37. Watch this. Matthew 12. If you got a Bible, flip over there. Matthew 12. Matthew 12. I got to move quick. Matthew 12. Okay, I'm going to make this real good for you. Am I helping anybody today? Matthew 12. Please understand, any circumstance in your life is going on because your mouth hasn't fixed it yet. Matthew 12, are you there? Got to say, I got it. I know that ain't good English. I'm coming out. My fourth book is an Ebonics dictionary. <laughs> no, I'm just being funny, y'all. Just being funny. Matthew 12, 35. A man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasures bring forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word, somebody say idle word, men may speak they will give account of it in the day of judgment for by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned please understand this we have to give an account for every idle word we speak the reason is is this because when we speak it it immediately goes into the spirit realm to begin to manifest you, you, you didn't get that when you speak it so that's why you got to watch saying things like i can't afford it because then it's going to into the spirit realm and begin to manifest. You don't say that. You just say it ain't wisdom for me to buy that right now. You understand what I'm saying? You don't say things like, oh, my family's always got issues. It's always something. Because, baby, you always going to have issues and there's always going to be something because your mouth creates your world just like Genesis. Understand it. I'm going to say it again. Anything going on in your life is because your mouth hasn't fixed it yet. Your words create your world. Say that. My words create my world. Say it again. My words create my world. I said it to you. Stop saying I'm broke. Stop saying we can't afford that. Stop saying we don't know how we're going to make it. Stop saying ain't always something going on. Shut up. I mean that in a very loving way. Amen. When we pray, now watch this. When we pray, we are to pray the prayer of faith. Flip over to James 5. James 5. I'm almost taking it home. James 5. Are you with me? Anybody getting free from some bad mindsets? Anybody getting delivered from some bad mindsets? Because we're passing over, crossing over, out of Egypt. But let me take a commercial break brought to you on behalf of Bishop Kevin J. Foreman and Jesus Christ. Do, 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 do. The more you know. Watch this. Do you not understand that the children of Israel came out of Egypt 
430 years of bondage in one night. You think it's going to take you 10 years to get where you're trying to go. Oh, I wish I had a few believers here. You think it's going to take you forever to get where you're trying to go. And so you've set up a mindset that, oh, well, within 15 to 20 years, it should be the way I want it. She was in Israel, 430 years of slavery. One night, they come out. And do you know how they come out? They don't come out broke. They don't come out even with, 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 with material sicknesses because they get the medicines and the, and the spices and those kinds of things from the Egyptians. They come out, y'all, and they come out with everything they need to make it on that 11-day journey, which, of course, they turn into 40 years. Walk around the same mountain for 40 years. At some point, I would have said, wait a minute, we've been here before. Anybody like that? You ever go on a road trip and you say, you know, are we there yet? I'm like that. That's why I hate, he says, yeah, I hate road trips. I hate driving to Colorado Springs. <laughs> I hate driving to Thornton, man. Are we there yet? Where the exit at? You understand what I'm saying? James 5. Verse number 15, are you there? Listen to this. And the prayer of faith. Now, if he says the prayer of faith, you got to always read Scripture in and out. In and out means this. You read it for what it says, then you read it for what it doesn't say. So he says the prayer of faith will save the sick. That lets me know there must be a such thing as a prayer of no, no faith. Now, let me know there must be a prayer of no faith. We'll save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And he, if, if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, we know this in Scripture, but watch this. The effective. That lets me know there must be a such thing as an ineffective prayer. Fervent. That lets me know there must be such thing as a non-fervent prayer. Of a righteous man availeth much. So I'm going to teach you right now how to pray the prayer of faith. Are you ready? Look at verse 17. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth was produced its fruit. So look at verse 17. It says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he did what? Say, say it again. He did what? So now, so now, so now, based on, based on, based on, based on today's standard of praying, that would mean that he begged and pleaded with God. Looking real ugly. You know how we pray sometimes when we really want the Lord to move. Oh, Jesus. Oh, he come not not you know, Father, move. Y'all know how you pray sometimes. You get the ugly face. Because you mad at somebody, you Lord, I know you're going to work it out. No, no, no. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Do my doom, do doom, doom, doom. Doom. <laughs> Watch this, y'all. Watch this. Watch this. That's how he prayed. I'm going to show you how he prayed. You want to see how he prayed? Go to 1 Kings 17. 1 Kings 17. 1 Kings in the Old Testament. If you have revelations, that's the wrong way. 1 Kings 17 and verse number 1. We got to change what we think prayer is. Prayer. prayer is communication with God. But now prayer, y'all, I need you to get this. Prayer now is not even so much where we direct it as it is what we're saying. So remember a few years ago when everybody, the, the popular thing to do was to bind and loose? 
So you go to a church service, every time somebody's binding up something, oh, we bind this up, we bind that up, we bind up Target and Walmart, we bind them up in the name of Jesus. Those prices shall come down in the name of Jesus. We bind up the IRS in the name of God. They're going to stop calling me in the name of Jesus. Y'all know what I'm talking about, remember? First Kings 17 and 1. So now remember, we just read James 5. It says that, and Elijah prayed earnestly. Watch this. So you want to see what he actually said? 17 and 1. And Elijah, the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Let me point out a couple of things to you right there. Look at it. Notice who Elijah is talking to. He's not talking to God. Ooh. Listen, what you talking about? Prayer means I'm talking to God, right? James 5.17 said, and Elijah did what? Prayed earnestly. He spoke to Ahab. Understand this. Ahab represents your circumstance or the system. Let me make it plain. When he prayed earnestly, y'all, he spoke to the circumstance. He spoke to the system that controlled the circumstance. Are you with me? When we pray the prayer of faith, we are praying to let the circumstance know the limit of power it's got. You, you don't understand. You're speaking, and, I, and I, I know I use money trouble because that's what a lot of people have issues with. You're speaking to those things, and you're saying, listen, as the Lord God lives, I want you to know you ain't got no power here. You, you don't understand what I'm saying. When your kids are acting crazy, you go to them and say, listen, as the Lord God lives. I brought you in here. I'm just playing. Don't say that to your kids. Don't say that to your kids. Y'all ain't finna get child protective services called on me. But the bishop told me, I ain't tell you nothing. Watch this, y'all. So he speaks to Ahab, and this is his prayer of faith. He says, as the Lord God of Israel lives. Why does he say that? Because Elijah had a history with God. Do you not know how many times God has saved you? You, you don't understand what I'm saying. Do you not know how many times you were on the verge of walking off the cliff that all of a sudden God stepped in and protected you? You don't understand what I'm trying to say to you. Elijah says, as the Lord God lives. Now, how many people, let me just check the room. Is he alive? Is he living? Also, she should say, did he get up? Watch this. So if he got up, Look at what he says. As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, look at what he says. There shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Go to verse 7. I want to prove it to you. Verse 7. Verse 7. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no what? Rain in the land. The moment he spoke there shall be no rain, there was no rain. The moment he said, ain't going to be no rain, there was no rain. Watch this. It works two ways, though. When we speak negative, the moment we say it, 
When we speak the word of God, the moment we say it, it. Now watch this. The connection with the prayer of faith is that the prayer of faith commands it to come out of the spirit realm. Let me prove it to you today. Daniel now prays for the Lord and he's on a fast and the angel comes down to Daniel and said, I would have got here quicker, but the prince of Persia stood. He kept me from coming. In other words, the moment Daniel spoke, the Lord provided his answer. I don't have time to go there today. Look at the book of Daniel. The moment he spoke it, it was provided. But there was a spiritual force that stopped it from manifesting. Are y'all with me today? So the prayer of faith makes it happen like this. It says to this, because I've got dominion in the earth realm. Watch this. What I speak, it is as I say. You don't understand me. It is as I say. Circumstances obey you in the earth realm. That's why you can speak to a mountain and tell it to move. Why? Because it's in the earth. Let it be done on heaven. Let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, in heaven, there's a king over a kingdom. I'm too excited. I'm going to have to just help myself. In heaven, y'all, there's a king over a kingdom. So if it's got to be done on earth as it is in heaven, there's got to be some kings because he's king of kings. So who the other kings? I wish I had a witness. He's Lord of Lords. The word Lord doesn't mean deity. It means ruler over. Who the other lords? Now, I know this is a little risky, depending on the background you come from. But the book is clear. In earth, we got control of our circumstances. Somebody say amen. That's why I can speak to a sick body and command it to be healed. Why? Because on earth, I run the show. You run the show. In your world, you run the show. You're the king. So why are you sitting at the table like you're a slave? I wish I had somebody that knew what I'm talking about. Please understand this. Because as the Lord God lives, it is as I say it is. You don't understand. That's why I can look and see these empty seats, but I can say all the seats have already been filled and people are coming in to get the word of God. Why? Because as the Lord God lives, it is as I say. That's why you can speak to your doctor's report and say, wait a minute, I understand you the doctor, but I know the doctor of doctors. And so please understand, as the Lord God lives, it is as I say it is. I wish I had a couple minutes. Stop somebody high five and say it is as I say it is. You've got to learn how to change tenses. It's not about to happen. It's already happened. It ain't about to happen. It's already happened. When did it happen? When he hung his head and they stretched him wide. You don't understand what. Look at your neighbor say change tenses. Everybody stand on your feet. Change tenses. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. 
Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's.